my own. You guys got me? So uh, that's the, that was the sermon. So you guys kind of had a uh, mindset of where my mind was through the week, but I guess God tends to change what is going to, or puts you just kind of on a different route with the sermon. Um, Angela, I am going to start with verse, the first verse I'm going to hit is going to be Philippians 2.14. So I'll probably skip those verses. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, we'll pray and then we'll talk about the second part, <laughs> about being grateful, about being grateful. So let's pray. I'm going to pray a little bit out of Scripture really quick. Revelations 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He dwells with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be them as their God. And this is my prayer for us today, Faith Bible, that he will wipe away every tear from your eyes and that death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Father, will you do this for us today? As we have heavy hearts, as we look at your word, Lord, may we come and see the preciousness of Christ today. May we be a people that know that the hands that were nailed to the cross as we enter into heaven, Lord, that those hands that we will see him as he is will wipe away our tears, Lord. And for the Christian, there is no death. It is only life. And Father, as we think about the things that happened today, Ildiko entered into life. Lord, she is more alive today than she's ever been. And she is praising you. So may we look at your word today, Father. May we look at it with fresh eyes, with precious eyes. At what you have done and what kind of people you want us to be. Lord, I thank you for Faith Bible. Lord, I thank you for just the gifting that we've been talking about in Ephesians, Lord. What a, an, an amazing thing to see that today, Lord, as we as we think that, that we have a, we, we, we have a, a grief person, Lord, that we can go to in Debbie to help us through our grief, Lord. We have prayer warriors as, as the church gathered to pray for Ildiko, Lord. What a blessing in all these. We have men like Mike, Father, who just quotes the scripture of Jesus being the resurrection and the life. Father, thank you for such gifts, for, for Lori, Lord, and her wisdom in what to do with Ildiko. Thank you, Father, for everybody here who, who hit their knees and prayed to you and thought of you, knowing that you, Lord, are the giver of life, and you, Father, are the one that could perform a miracle. Father, thank you for such a precious church who truly weeps when others weep and truly rejoices when others rejoice. Father, thank you so much for such a caring, loving 
church that you have here at Faith Bible. What a precious privilege to be with your people today, Lord. Encourage us in your word today and now, Father. Amen. So, let me think through my opening lines here now to try to figure. Um, so, what I was going to talk about was, you know, kind of grumbling, right? You know, that it's, it's easy. Grumbling's easy to do, isn't it? I mean, it's so easy to do. You know, complaining's easy to do. Uh, th- those things are easy to do, and, and we, we easily do them. But I think being grateful is hard to do. Being thankful is hard to do. But I think being thankful and being grateful is exactly the cure to grumbling. And so what are we to be thankful for? What are we to be thankful for? Well, we're we're to be thankful for for everything, right? We're, We're to be thankful for everything. We're to be grateful for everything. That, I believe, is what God wants his people to be. We are, we are not to be, as Philippians 2.14 says, it says, it says, do all things without grumbling or disputing. 1 Peter 4.9 says, show hospitality to, another with, to one another without grumbling. I think God does not want a grumbling people, but he wants a grateful people, a thankful people. And I think as we look through the Old Testament, we, we always saw Israel kind of grumble all the time. And I think what happens is Israel grumbles all the time because they forget. They forget what God has done for them. They forget those things. And that's why when we read in the Old Testament, we, we read where God says, remember, 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 remember what I have done. Remember what I have done. Remember, I took you out of the land of Egypt and I brought you into the promised land. Remember his wonderful deeds. And that's what the same thing is for us. We remain grateful and we remain thankful when we remember what God has done for us. Those songs, wow, what great songs for today. Perfectly for today, right? Perfectly, because it shows us where our hope is, that our hope is in Christ. Our hope is not here, but it's in Christ. So we need to be grateful people. We need to be thankful people. So what are we to be grateful for and thankful for? Well, one, we're to, be, we're, we're to be thankful for each other. We're to be thankful for each other. Philippians 1, li- listen to what Paul says in verses 3 through 5. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel for the first day in town now. Always in every prayer of mine for you. Paul was thankful for the body. He was thankful for all believers. But this is is a letter to the church of Philippi. And he says, I remember you in my prayers. We are to be grateful. We're to be grateful for each other. We're to remember each other in our prayers. We're to agonize over each other in prayer. We're to lift each other up in prayer. And, and how perfect is that? I mean, every prayer that we've prayed today is for Ray and for his family. But brothers and sisters, we need to also pray for each other because there's others that are hurting too. But, but, but just to be thankful for each other because it's so easy not to be thankful for each other. 
isn't it? It's always easy to be like, oh, man. You know, I mean, the Pharisees, I, I was thinking about the Pharisees. And, and the, the Pharisees, this is what they said about Jesus. Listen to what they said about Jesus. Angela, you don't have to go to these, but here's what he says about Jesus in Luke 5.30. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled at his disciples, at Jesus' disciples, saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And then they say this of Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners. And he eats with them. Essentially, what they're saying is, why does he eat with those people? Why does he fellowship with those people? Doesn't he know what kind of people those people are? And I know I've said those things. And I've said, why? Why are they eating with those people? And you want to know, it's a real conviction when all of a sudden you become those people. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real thing. But see, this is what Jesus, Jesus gives us this model of being grateful for each other. Jesus was grateful for people. He didn't look at them as those people. He looked at them as, as, as those who needed a doctor. Those who needed a doctor. You know, 2 Corinthians in chapter 1 talks about how we are to comfort one another comfort each other with the comfort that the Lord has given us. What a blessing for Ray. What a blessing for Ray. Who's his neighbor? Does anybody know who his neighbor is? I know you guys back there do, so speak up. Who's his neighbor? Gina. Gina's his neighbor. Look what Gina just went through with Alan. And now Gina's going to be able to come alongside Ray and comfort Ray, right? Being thankful. Ray's going to be thankful for Gina. We should be thankful for each other. We should be thankful for just the, the little things. We should be grateful for food and clothing. First uh, Timothy 6, 8. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. We should be thankful for these things. We should be thankful for our marriages. I, I, you know, I'm just sitting here and as we're, we're singing, and <clears throat> as we look at how fast life went, James tells us that life is like a breath. You know, it's like a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. You know, do we, do we value the, the, the preciousness of not only our marriages, but do we value the, 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 the preciousness of our, of our relationships with each other, knowing fully that this might be the day we have. This might be the day we have. Be grateful. Don't complain about your, sprou- your, 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 your spouse. Love your spouse. Be thankful. Be grateful for your spouse. Hey, I'm not going to leave you guys out. Be grateful in your singleness. Be grateful in your singleness. You know why? Because Paul says that it's better to be as I am. Because see, you guys that are single, your hearts can be fully and completely devoted to Christ with no hindrances. We that are married, we worry about what our spouse thinks about taking care of our spouse, right? There's a battle there, right? There's a battle for affections. But in their singleness, oh, be grateful for your singleness because you could be totally devoted to Christ and his will. How about our trials? Are we thankful in our trials? Are we thankful in our temptations? Are we thankful for these things? James 1, 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. 
This is a grateful person. This is a grateful Christian. This is what God wants us to be, is grateful. Grateful in our marriages, in our singleness, in our trials. Grateful in our sufferings. Grateful in our sufferings. Romans 5.3 says this, but not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Romans 8.18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that has been revealed to us gratefulness, even when times are hard, to be thankful for these times. Because Romans 8, 28, right? All things work together for good for those who love God and are called by God according to his purposes. Thank you, brother. And what's the, what's the following thing? So that we may be conformed to the image of his son. We may be conformed to the image of his son. Whatever we go through, our sufferings, our trials, our joys, our happiness, we need to be grateful in all these things because what God is doing in all these things is he's perfecting us to be just like Christ. To be just like Christ. How amazing was that today? When I, when, when I think about it, was it sad? Yes. But we went to the one who's conforming us to be just like him in all these things. Two, two. And there's many things. You can add all those things in there. You know, your job, your money, your house, all those things that we're to be grateful for. We're to be grateful because Christ never leaves us. Christ never leaves us. Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Christ is there always with us. Ray may have lost Ilvico today, but he didn't lose Christ. Christ is still with him. We need to be sure when we pray for Ray and his family that we will pray that Christ is seen, that Ray will see Christ that Ray will see the preciousness of Christ, that Ray and David and Amanda and Tim and Carissa and Karina, that they would see Christ in a much greater way, that the grandkids, Silas and Felix and, and uh, Owen, that they would, they would see Jesus and they would see him lifted up and they would see what his cross really means and they would see that their grandmother and their mother and Ray's wife is worshiping at the throne of Christ with no cancer, with nothing. We should be grateful for that, that our loved ones, when we lose them, that's where they are. They are at the throne. If they're a believer, they are at the throne of God, worshiping in perfect bodies. And one day we will be with them. But Christ never leaves us or forsakes us. Prayer, our prayer life is to be saturated with thanksgiving. Look at your prayer life. Is it a grateful prayer life? Or is it always asking, 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 asking? Is it a grateful prayer life? Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. This word thanksgiving in the Greek, it's being grateful, it's being 
having gratitude, a thankfulness. It's a gentle cheerfulness of a grateful heart. Of a grateful heart. Even though our hearts can be heavy and they can be burdened, we enter the throne room with a gentle heart. With a grateful heart. Because we've come to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Colossians 4.2, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Brothers and sisters, I pray for all of you daily. I, I want you guys to know that. Don't ever change your seats because I might not pray for you. But I pray for you guys daily and these are the prayers I pray for you guys. I pray that we will, we'll be people that are thankful, that we are grateful even in the midst of heaviness and hardness because we are a redeemed people. Our worship should be filled with thanksgiving. Our songs that we sing, the preaching that we preach, the money that we give should be filled with thanksgiving. Listen to the Old Testament. The Old Testament, Nehemiah 12.8. And the Levites, Joshua, Benuah, Kenemiel, Sheribiah, Judah, Mataniah, who were with his brothers, was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. The songs were thanksgiving to God. They were thanksgiving to God. This, the, the Hebrew word for thanksgiving, I love the definition for the Hebrew word for thanksgiving. It's, it's speaking of the excellence of a person or object with a focus on gratitude of the speaker. Isn't that an awesome definition? Speaking of the excellence of Christ with gratitude from our hearts. That's what this word thanksgiving means. It's seeing God in all excellence with a grateful heart from the speaker. We see this. Nehemiah 12.46 says, For long ago in the days of David and Asaph, there were directors of the singers, and there were songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. Psalm 69.30, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Psalms 95.2, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. I'm glad God sees it as a joyful noise because I hear me sing and it's not joyful. So, but I'm glad he hears that. When we sing to the Lord, when we lift his name up, oh, we magnify him and we enter his throne with thanksgiving and praise. 147.7, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre, the instruments. Brothers and sisters, we are thankful for the temporal. Those are all temporal things we just talked about. But are we grateful for the eternal? Are we grateful for the eternal? Who we are in Christ? Who are we in Christ? We are chosen in Christ, Ephesians 1. We are adopted by God to be his children. We are forgiven in Christ. We are justified in Christ. We are no longer guilty. We've been taken off a death row. We are fully righteous in Christ. We are sanctified in Christ. We are reconciled to God through Christ. We are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb.
Are you grateful for the eternal, for what God has done in your life and in your heart? Are you grateful for that? You see, Ildiko's experiencing that right now. Ildiko is experiencing her full redemption of her body that Hebrew, that Romans 8 says that all of creation yearns for. We yearn for the redemption of our bodies so that we don't battle this thing anymore. We don't battle this flesh anymore. Ildiko, brothers and sisters, be thankful that she is not battling anymore, but she is, she's like, she's redeemed. She's brand new. And she's experiencing that, her redemption. How about this? Not only what we are in Christ, but what our standing is in Christ. And this standing doesn't change. What's our standing in Christ? We are holy, we are blameless, and we are seated in the heavenlies. We live in the already, but not yet. Are we already there? Yes, but not yet. We're on our way. When you look at the church worshiping in Revelation, that's us. We're there around the throne singing the praises, but not yet. But one day we will be there. Are we thankful for the eternal? And how about the most precious thing? Are we thankful for the gospel that saves us? Are we grateful for the cross work of Christ? Are we grateful that we have been saved from his wrath, from his hell, and we have heaven awaiting us? You see, when we look at heaven, it's not the streets of gold or that Christ has prepared a mansion or many places for me. You want to know what makes heaven heaven? Jesus. Jesus is what makes heaven heaven. Jesus is the gospel. God is the gospel. They are the ones that make the gospel. How precious is the gospel that saves us, that we can no longer fear death. No longer fear death. Death's sting is gone for the believers. So I pray today that as we, the church, we would see that God is after our hearts. Our hearts at times can be very dissatisfied. They can be troubled. They can be confused. They can be hearts that ask, why? Why me? Why her? They can be all those kinds of hearts. But today, may Faith Bible be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And may our wives be turned. And may our dissatisfactions be turned. And our troubles be turned. And our confusion be turned to things that are ultimately of God. May we be grateful people because we have a God that has given us all. Brother, would you come up and, and pray with us as we as we as we we, we, we close our last song. I'm going to have Tim come up. If we want to stand and sing our last song, and then, and then me and Tim will, will close us out in prayer. Does that sound good?